0: Welcome to issue 36 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a good look at the most critical piece of the game, the Encounter sets. We'll discuss the poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Mike, and joining me today is Daniel. Hi, how are you? I'm good, Daniel. How are you?
1: Oh, fantastic. I had so much fun last issue talking about Fitzgerald Osborne.
0: Yeah.
2: And joining us is also Steve. Hi, Steve. How's it going? It's going well. How are you? I'm fine. I took a risk that nobody will hear, but it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Mustafa can't be with us tonight. Uh, but we're going to try to tune in to him in his secret lair through one of our spy satellites. Let's see... Nope. Wait a minute. Almost got him. There he is.
1: The expense of spirit in a waste of shame is lust in action. And till action, lust is perjured, murderous, bloody, full of blame, savage, extreme, rude, cruel, not to trust. He enjoyed no sooner, but despised straight. Past reason hunted, and no sooner had past reason hated as a swallow of bait on purpose laid to make the taker mad. Mad in pursuit and in possession, so, had having and in quest to have extreme, a bliss in proof and proved a very woe, before a joy proposed, behind a dream. All this the world well knows, yet none knows well to shun the heaven that leads men to this hell. Sonnet 129 by Shakespeare.
0: All right. So today we are talking about Risky Business Part 2.
2: Fantastic.
0: And I guess to start us off, Steve, you have a, a reading list you want to share.
2: Yeah, This is just three short reading lists about Norman Osborne. You could find lists like this on Ranker.com. I'll throw a link in the show notes. It has a whole lot more, but these are ones I thought were interesting in no particular order. There is the Siege storyline. You can find it in Siege 1-4 through four, plus the Siege Cabal issue. It's mostly a story about Norman Osborn and the culmination of the Dark Reign storyline. This storyline puts Norman into the position of the U.S. primary defense office in charge of Hammer. And Hammer is that organization that takes over after S.H.I.E.L.D. goes defunct uh, as it's discovered it's full of Hydra and stuff. Osborn basically is running what... Used to be S.H.I.E.L.D. He's the primary defense for the U.S. And he also sets loose a group of his own Avengers, who are really an evil set of Avengers. But, you know, they're in the guise of the new Avengers, but they're basically following his own evil plans. So that's a a fun one with just mostly focusing on Norman.
1: And those are the Dark Avengers, yes?
2: Yeah, yep.
1: I I, I found many references to them in my osborne research
2: yeah some of them are former villains you know they're they're not your shining captain america types but since (laughs) he's since he's in charge you know he gets to put who he wants in there another good one is a short two issue run called the night gwen stacy died spoiler alert gwen stacy dies in this one
0: they didn't seriously call the first issue that did they
2: yeah yeah oh Uh, Oh, no, the cover art does not say that. It does not say that. Oh, okay. That's what it's known as, right? Um, All right. So this is Amazing Spider-Man 121 and 122. Knowing Norman knows that Spider-Man is best friends with his son, Norman decides he's going to plot against Peter Parker, and he's going to attack him by taking out, like, his core, that, that which he loves the most. So Osborn kidnaps Gwen Stacy and ends up tossing her off the top of the Brooklyn Bridge. Yep. But Spider-Man is there to catch her with his web shooters, right? Zoom, zoom, hits her with the cords. The cords catch her, but the force of the cords snaps her, snaps her neck, and she dies. So this is devastating for Spider-Man, as you can expect. uh, Because he doesn't save her, and she dies in his webs. At his own hands. Yeah, at his own hands. So it is kind of labeled or, or targeted as the end of that Silver Age of Comics. What does that mean, Steve? You've got all those, um, the good guy always wins, everything will be all right in the end. I You've see. got golden age of comics, a certain time period of silver age, and then you move into more modern comics. So that's, that's interesting. Good, okay. Yeah. So
1: this is like where the comics kind of lost their innocence or something? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think that's okay. a good way
2: to put it. Yeah. Okay. So the third one and the last one we have for you is called Revenge Of Norman Osborn's alter ego. Uh, (laughs) So it's the the revenge of uh, someone. Issues one, two, three. Also found in Amazing Spider-Man number 25. And Peter Parker Spider-Man number 25. This set really fleshes out the relationship between Osborn and Parker a lot further. And in this, Osborn Osborn hatches this plan to corrupt Spider-Man. He can't beat Spider-Man, so he tries to have spider-man join him he tries to corrupt spider-man and and effectively bring him over to the dark side kind of an emperor and luke from star wars in that regard he osborne sees peter parker as a true heir to replace his son harry who at this point he figures is a complete and total failure so he he needs somebody that can carry on his legacy of power and he thinks parker's it but in the end peter isn't willing to just abandon his uncle ben's words even though for a time it looks like he might be swayed, but in the end Parker stays true to uh, you know his heroic mantra and uh, and doesn't end up joining osborne so.
1: Can I can I trouble you to remind me what Uncle Ben's words are?
2: With great power comes great responsibility.
1: That was like Admiral Montague or something at the turn of the
2: century. If
1: if Ben's taking credit for that, that's well, that's what I'm Ben said to something. Parker,
2: and uh, yeah, yeah. And cool. maybe it's maybe it's Ben. Just yeah, quoting a, that a man. That is
1: so not an original quote. But anyway, I love the relationship between Osborn and Parker. I think, it's, I think it's really, really interesting stuff.
2: Yeah, and, and a couple of these, you get some. And there's a bunch of other great um, options it, the link will provide uh, if you're interested in reading about Osborn and a little awesome. bit about his alter ego.
0: Does he reveal Peter Parker as Spider-Man? Or does he keep that secret to himself?
1: That's right, because he does, he does like unmask him. Like, he knows who
2: Spider-Man is. Yeah, that, I, I don't know. Huh.
0: I can see it remember. feeding into his narcissism. But I know. I know all this. You guys yeah. figure it out.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: I can, yeah, I can see him not saying anything, but trying to use it as a leverage.
2: Mm. All right, well, let's look at some cards. Yeah, let's take a look at the end of the Risky Business sets. Uh, Steve, why don't you start us off? Okay, so first thing we have is a hired gun. Uh, clearly, Osborne's got to pay off a little bit here.
0: Does he have the Hired and Gun traits?
2: Uh, He does not. He's not a hobbit archer. Uh, So Hired Gun is a minion with a two scheme, two attack, three hit points, and a criminal trait. When revealed, choose to either give the villain one face-down boost card or place two Infamy counters on Criminal Enterprise. It has two boost icons and a special boost, which is place one Infamy counter on Criminal Enterprise. If you cannot... Remove one Madness counter from State of Madness. And there are three of these guys in the deck. Hmm. Yeah, so 2-2. Two, two. It's good in whatever form you're in, right? Yeah, uh, I was going to say, those are
1: like really nice stats for a minion.
2: Yep, just a, kind of a regular dude too, right?
1: Yep, and the three hit points uh, aren't. <laughs>
2: yeah, true. And then there's a little choice there, right? A player has to put out Infamy counters, but if you can't, maybe... Norman is on the other side. He's getting an extra boost card, which is never great.
0: Those boost cards in this set are big. Yeah. That's not a choice you choose if you if
2: you can help it.
0: Yeah, yep. The two infamy counters. That's nothing.
2: Yeah. The boost icon, a boost effect is pretty interesting too, because if he's attack, if you're getting attack from this boost, and you get to, you have to remove a counter from the state of madness, then he's going to flip back to Osborne faster. So that can throw your whole plan off which is kind of nice
0: i've had this go off on the on the alter Egos attacks and expecting to get a hit off all on him nope suddenly he's back to norman osborne
2: yeah all right mike why don't you give us the next card
0: this is the private security specialist who is also a minion he has the whopping zero scheme and one attack but don't worry four hit points okay this guy's got to do <laughs> something he's mercenary traded, or he's got to do something. Well, he has guard. While this minion is engaged with you, you cannot attack the villain. And I love that this minion has a juicy four hit points with guard. Just enough. Just enough to be totally annoying. Yep. Yep. He has one boost icon and a special boost. The special boost being place one infamy counter on criminal enterprise. If you cannot remove one madness counter from state of madness. Hey, it's another card that does the same thing.
2: I like guard, I think, as a as a perfect keyword for this guy, right? He's there to protect Osborne. It's just, the art. he's got this big gun, and he does one attack, while our hired gun has this little pistol, and he does a two attack. And he's got one less boost. Yeah. 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 Uh, still, four hit points with guard is uh, annoying. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> There's three of these guys in the deck, too. So you've got six minions going to come up in this set. Yeah. So it's possible
0: anyway. remove a, a state of madness counter from a boost card. That's enough to be significant. I think totally. so. Totally. All right. Well, Daniel, we have some side schemes.
1: Well, I'll ask you guys can you think of anything more crisis y than a collapsing bridge? Oh, no. no, actually. Damn right you cannot. And so that is why collapsing bridge is a side scheme here, one of uh, a number of side schemes. It um, comes in with two thread per player. That's it, but it is a crisis. You must manage this. It has a special boost icon, which is place an infamy counter on criminal enterprise. If you cannot remove madness from state of madness. So that's been the, the special boost in all of our cards we've seen so far.
0: Yeah, hmm. yep. which I like. I think it would have been thematic and put a lot of pressure on them if the boost was put this into play. Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess not. I guess not. because no. The alter ego doesn't scheme. That's right. Okay. okay, forget I said that.
2: I love the flavor text on this card. Let me re- <laughs> let me read it to you. Yeah, that's awesome, Steve. Yeah, that yep. was really
1: good. You thank you. You read it really well.
2: Thanks. Here I come, Hollywood.
1: Yeah, like you kind of you really <laughs> caught the emotional impact
2: of the of this card. Disappointed, it doesn't say there's a collapsing bridge. You must go stop. <laughs> <laughs> save or the people on it or something right yeah. yeah
0: yeah all right the next side scheme is the nefarious oscorp manufacturing oh yeah despite objections from shareholders oscorp now exclusively produces military grade weaponry when revealed as norman osborne place one additional threat here per player so it starts with two threat one additional one if you're in norman osborne form and it has an acceleration token. Hmm. It has an acceleration icon and three boost icons. So, the first three boost icon of the set.
2: This has that interesting mechanic where it's checking the form that the villain is in. Yeah. It's like we'll get uh, other cards that will say, like alter ego or hero. This one is checking what form the villain is in, which is cool.
1: And as heroes, you have no control over this at all. Like when this card flips. You have, of course, total control of when Osborne is Osborne. But
0: yeah. Yeah. Now, even though his alter ego doesn't scheme, you still put your your threat on every turn. Yeah. And so right. this at least speeds it up a bit, which would have been awesome if the threat values on the main scheme weren't so high.
2: Yeah. If there's a little pressure. Now, there are two of these in the set. So you could conceivably okay. get a couple of them out. So
0: it's nice flavor. Opening up more manufacturing plant. Yep. All right, Steve, take the next one. All
2: right. Our third and final side scheme is a Payoff. It, is, it has two threat per player. It has a hazard icon. Again, it has that wonderful flavor text. Can I read it this time, Steve? Yeah, yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay, hold on. Let me, let me gather what I need to for this reading. Okay, hold on. <sighs> okay, ready? Beautiful.
2: Bravo, bravo.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, that one kind of, I felt that That one really yeah. stirred From within
2: This has uh, one <laughs> boost icon And a special boost icon <laughs> and yeah. Place one in from me Counter in Criminal Enterprise If you cannot remove one Madness counter from State of Madness And there are two payoffs in the deck Man. So we've got hazards, crisis And acceleration tokens, icons It's juicy, that's everything you could ever want Yep, a little bit of everything It's too bad it's only two per player because even in solo, that's a basic thwart for many of yeah, the heroes. But,
1: but there are so many copies of these side schemes that—that's a lot of time wasted with the justice player clearing these things, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You you do you do have to deal with them, uh, maybe. Yeah, hazards right? are and tricky, so,
2: right? Because then it's more more encounter cards, like yeah. yeah.
1: And you know, like. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about modular sets that we've liked in this scenario. Um, the recommended one is um, easy, I think, right? And uh, yep. yep. And so you should really should be playing this one in expert mode anyway. And then come up with like um, some of the modular sets that came in this box are fantastic.
2: Yeah, there's a ton to yeah. choose from.
1: A ton to choose from. They're all really good and interesting. Or even throwing a few in there. I don't think I've ever played this one without two modular sets so to get it a little bit more i don't know compelling sure
2: yeah jenny why don't you go us the next one
1: sure absolutely now we're getting into the treacheries that are uh, in this encounter deck the first is all in a day's work three copies of this treachery when revealed place two infamy counters on criminal enterprise if you cannot remove two madness counters from state of madness Uh, it has a special boost which is the one we've seen throughout the encounter set place an infamy counter in criminal enterprise you can't remove one madness
0: from state of Madness. nice like it in solo that flips him back to norman osborne every time
2: yep yep I think just throw off your whole plan it, again it's just too bad there wasn't more going on with with that because the cards that interact with criminal enterprise and state of madness are good just wish there was a little more going on with that environment scheme mm-hmm. that put the pressure on you a little bit more yeah
0: all right, the last treachery card is Mad Genius. I love the art on this one. It is, pull out your sets and have a look at it. It's just, you really get the, the state of madness sense from that. It has, it is a treachery when revealed as the alter ego. He attacks the hero with the fewest hit points remaining. I love that. If no attack was made this way, this card gained Surge. When revealed as Norman Osborn, discard the top card of your deck for each Infamy counter on Criminal Enterprise. And it has a single boost icon.
1: Mm-hmm. How would the, when revealed when, how would that n- make no attack? Everyone's okay. in alter ego form. Okay.
0: Yep. The heroes are hiding uh, out. Or if it was canceled in some way, right? If he's stunned, he's no stunned. attack was made.
2: Yep.
1: Oh yeah. Okay, great. Thank you guys. All right.
2: But he could be in that alter ego form and then everybody flips right before the villain phase starts. So it comes up and you get that card. Right, sure. And then now the Norman Osborne when revealed, if you've been sitting back, you know, you could discard a lot of cards from the top right. of the deck.
1: There needs to be more of that effect.
2: Yeah. It's
1: like all those cards that have the special boost that read the same thing. It'd be it'd be nice if some of them were discard due to infamy
2: or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like Yep. Yeah. Or even if this card discarded cards from the encounter deck, because then you Yeah the acceleration token that much faster so you discard you know a bunch of cards off the player deck so you get one more encounter card unless it's timed really badly it's not the worst thing but you never want to see the encounter deck run out because that acceleration comes out and then things just move right along
1: yeah but of course you also don't want to get decked
2: true because you could lose like you know 10 cards or something and then there goes some of your key cards that you really didn't want to lose yet
1: and then you get that extra encounter card so what do you guys think of the encounter set in total what do you i mean this is risky business this is the core of that scenario what do you guys think
0: i think some of the alter ego stuff is great i think the number of boost icons is very low mm-hmm. and a lot of the norman osborne stuff with the infamy counters is just a freebie
2: yep yeah yeah, there's only one card in the set that has three boost icons. Um, some of them don't even have one; they just have a special. Uh, I mean, overall, I think it was a risky choice to do this as their birth, <laughs> their first pack before they had any real player feedback from the community that had been playing it. That sort of thing. But I really love oh, the. Interesting. Yeah, I, I love the feel of it. Yeah. Right. Um, I think there's a couple misses, but I hope they do something like this again. I'm sure there are other villains out there that this type of flipping mechanic could work for. Well, uh,
1: is there some kind of homebrew variant you can think of, or, or maybe dare I even say a critical encounters version of this that would work? Ooh. Like I, I feel like it really is just a, a tweak or two. You don't, you don't need to invent more cards. You don't like, or, or, I don't know, maybe shifting it, how the environment works a little bit or something.
0: Right. Um, How about at the end of every round, discard and counter cards equal the number of infamy tokens? I mean, that would be a very weak addition, but that's something you could do.
1: Weak in what sense?
0: Like, weak in that it would add a bit of challenge, but not a lot. I think if you, you really want to punish the players for turtling, I think Mad Genius should say, as Norman Osborne, take X damage. X is the number of infamy tokens. Make them direct damage too. Okay. Something that, that really hits you. Like, you never know. Something might snap. Guess what? Something happened. Too bad you were turtling. Yeah,
2: now there, there is an interesting card out there. Um, we all know Kennedy Hawk from Marvel Champions Monthly. He <laughs> has made an environment card that you put out, which can be found on Hall of Heroes uh, I think this is pretty interesting. So it's called Dual Identity. It's an environment and it has the forced response after the villain phase begins, each player discards a card from the top of their, de- their deck for each infamy counter on Criminal Enterprise or each madness counter on State of Madness. So every turn you're discarding cards based on the number of tokens out there. And then it has forced response after a player runs runs out of cards in their deck, deal the villain a face-down boost card. So it's punishing you a little bit for leaving those infamy counters on there. And then if you do run out of cards from all these various effects, you know, Osborne gets an extra boost card. Um, it's not a lot, but that's an interesting one. You can go find that and uh, print that out. Hmm.
0: And that's a good way of just adding something that you don't even have to make it look like your cards to shuffle it back in. This is just something you print out and
2: put beside your game. Yep. Yep.
1: The environment card variant is the easiest and bestest way to go.
2: Yeah. You can find on there too. He also has a set called the return of risky business, which is a seven card modular set. You add, you know, you print and you add to to it and you play like that. So, and that's got a bunch of different mechanics to it. That's That's exciting. exciting. He has a bunch. I played, um, during LCG Con, I played with him, his return of the Rhino, and that really ramped up the difficulty. So I I bet this was worth a look. And it, the cards are sharp looking too. He's got nice art and everything.
1: Excellent. And he's a darn nice guy.
2: Yeah, but we don't want him to know that. No, I I wouldn't yeah, say that. Don't tell him. You don't know? tell him. No.
1: Secret
0: secret stays here, right, fellas? Yep.
2: Shh, I won't tell anyone. Yeah. yeah.
0: So where where can they find us, Mike? We are critical encounters. If you want to get in touch with us, perhaps you have your own theories on the secret identities of these so-called heroes. Our email address is criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. And on Discord, we are known as Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Took. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Take it away, Wandering Duke. Oh norm and norm and darn and darn Stop kidding yourself kidding yourself I'm here i always I'm here, here. Always. I'm here. Always. Yeah.